0: Welcome to episode 529 of Troubadours and Tours, with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we have a grand conversation with regular contributor, British Indo-American poet and visual artist from her place in Sacramento, California, Rony Bopla. We discuss falling in love with life, fear, self-preservation, making art, humility, freedom, dreams, the destruction of the environment, parents, seeing into the sky, Dada Funkart, Dean Young, not smoothing out the lines, planting some flowers and trees, and Roni reads one of her poems for us, titled Bridge. A grand conversation with Roni Bopla this go-round. We have an EWSA titled Brothers and Sisters. We share some more findings from the April 2022 edition of Harper's Magazine. Very compelling. And uh, somewhat humorous, too. And we have a poem called Walid. All of this, of course, will be infused, imbued, with the wonderful energy of several great tunes. It is so nice to be with you. Let's get to it, then. Episode 529 of Troubadours and Tours.
1: My parents.
0: Sisters, template themes, weird dreams, old age, morning haze, afternoon mayonnaise, dazed and confused, deep body moves, summer trees, evening sneeze, and am singing to you as I look to the stars, Venus and Mars staying away from the bars reading and watching tv blood sport sex and a good two three documentary enchanted lanterns sway back and forth in the night time pacing smooth and simple and real new york elections sacramento complexions with Midwestern sensibility like the Prairie Plains. It's hot and plush in the swampland of the South Middle Top, As east and west down yonder the rationale folks conjure Is beyond the pale of that all-day ale Guzzled to commence hoots and yeller belly hollers of recompense for reparations made by them, forced to tear up fences of protection and control. Meanwhile, there is a theremin player with a Chinese piano accompanist plugged into the Great Wall. The muse starts in India to Britain, then across the Americas, Thanks in part to Vespucci. Perhaps he would have styled with some Gucci that beautiful gay man. And here I am, reading nonsense into a microphone, ending up who knows where. There is too little time for you to be sitting in your chair, basking in empty privilege, teeming with confident despair. Thank you. Ronnie Bopla, is that you?
2: Yes, this is Ronnie Bopla.
0: <laughs> How are you? It's CW Conundrum from Troubadours and Ruck on Tours.
2: Wonderful to hear from you, EW. I am so excited.
0: Me too. Me too. Thank you for being <laughs> on the program again.
2: Oh my goodness. My pleasure. My honor. Thank you for inviting inviting me. It's it's always a little nerve-wracking just to know that. I'm going to be talking to you and then there might be other people who might be listening at some point, but also it's such a joy to connect after a long extended absence, I would say.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's a good way of putting it. And, you know, the folks that listen to our conversations in the past, listen to our conversations in the past, love them. So, you know, keep that in mind. And that, I mean, you're a regular contributor now, like it or not, he, uh, for those folks who have not heard Roni on the program before, uh, she's a British, Indo-American poet and visual artist, among other things, and we're talking with her from her place in Sacramento, California, uh, and uh, she gave me a list of things she'd like to delve into, but uh, before we get into those things, how are you today? I guess it's kind of early right now where I'm calling you.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it, not too early. It's nine o'clock. I'm glad that uh, we were able to find a better time. <laughs> and I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I was reflecting on some of our previous conversations, and they were quite, quite heavy um, due to our personal losses and um, the timing of those conversations. But I'm, I'm feeling pretty good today. I pulled out all of my art pieces just to kind of have all the color in front of me and just think about those with you and, and you know, talk about life in general and see how you are doing and how, how things are progressing as we move along this thing called living.
0: <laughs> uh, things are going all right, I guess. Yeah, you, you're, you're right. Last time we spoke, we were talking about the fact that our, you know, our fathers had passed, our mothers had passed. Mm-hmm. Well, your mother is passed. My mother's still alive,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, thankfully. But you know, she's trying to rebound from losing her her life partner, uh, and uh, yeah, things are going well though. I mean, you have to make the best of it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, and and that that's the way we characterize that that process of making the best of it. Um, and the best of it it, it takes different shapes. Throughout our lives and since we're so emotional we're emotional beings which is one thing that sets us apart from other living beings we we have the great responsibility of sort of living up to that emotionality that preserves us and connects us to other people and the way we live and and death is the reality that we contend with on a regular basis from the moment that we realized that life is a, a cycle uh, we may have not known that at birth but we were informed of that maybe at a certain age and it was jarring but then since then we're we're always probably thinking about loss because we're fighting to stay alive right and yeah
0: mm-hmm. right and the one thing you don't want to get caught up in is is the fear of of dying right Mm -hmm. or losing people because that's so easy from my experience and just watching other folks too to to fall into living constantly in fear of of something like that occurring
2: yeah and i i really love that you point that out because it it does prevent us from loving life that that fear and that is a four letter word. And so, you know, if we kind of mold that word into something that is there part of our, our living and our way of dealing with things, but when it becomes an obsession, then, then it no longer is something that can save us from the basic, you know, the, the basic miscalculation. So for example, if we're fearful of of a dangerous situation—that's a good fear—but um, to have it as as part of our 24-hour obsession, then then that that is what uh, would paralyze us. And you know, fear of death—you know—we we don't know what that is. We might observe people dying, we might see people approaching death, but what we ourselves will experience is something we'll never know until it happens
0: right right and that's scary
2: (laughs) scary (laughs) right that's that's the thing (laughs) that is the thing because it's an unknown it's an uncertainty right uncertainty yeah yeah And, and in in poetry play we play a lot with uncertainty believe it or not we do poets do a lot of uncertainty and that's how they get us um in the arts because when we see a piece of art or we hear a piece of, you know, a line in a poem and it's, it jars us, we almost love it, but then we, we don't want to live in it. We don't want to live in that uncertainty. Yeah.
0: We want control. You know, Mm. I think Mm -hmm. that's a big part of it. Right. And, and Mm. almost uh, from my own experience, when you, when you identify fear and then you, you try to overcome it Mm by, by, Obsessing over it, in a, you know, you it, know, it, it, that is an effort to control it, right? But you can't, you can't, in that way, and it controls you when you have an obsession, as you mentioned already. So it's it's like yeah. this the cycle, it's this spinning circle that you're 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 in, which is not a, a good place to 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 stay, because then you're not living right. your life again, as you as you mentioned.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I and that that cycle and that emotionality and that's staying in that one one mindset is is something that you know a lot of my own practice has to do with is the the art making is a meditative process um, some some people might call it a denial it might be a self-exile it might be um, avoidance but it's self preservation because there is so much on the external in society in in living in general that we can fear and a loss of a parent is definitely kind of in your face kind of this is something that happened and this is something that can't be changed and something to fear for oneself and you know addressing mortality sometimes if it overwhelms i I take solace in a meditative practice that helps me Um, just, you know, I'm one little human being, so there's no need for me to be so overwhelmed. And, and, you know, healing is, is so essential.
0: It is. And I like how you say you're one little human being. Sometimes we, we get this notion uh, of ourselves as being, I don't want to say it's the wrong way, but so important, you know, uh, I mean, we are relatively speaking to those who are around us and just, you know, should treat yourself well. I mean, that's a healthy way to, to be alive. But in the grand scheme, when you put yourself into the into that, you understand that, you know, your worries and fears are not original and they're not and your joys aren't either in many ways, but they're yours uh and you know if you see it that way it could be liberating to a certain extent
3: mm-hmm.
2: i agree i agree that humility i love and thank you for for bringing it down to you know that sort of frame um yeah i and and some of us you know who who have an audience you know i mean it's it's kind of a you know, back and forth thing. On one hand, we've been given the the opportunity to say things and ex- express ourselves. But on the other hand, that level of humility and understanding how minuscule our existences are, is an important part of that message too. And it it inspires other people, I think, to to help them along the way in in their own process of art making and producing and, and speaking and writing. I think um, the humility is, is not to say that one's own work is not important as you say, but it is a part of a larger, a larger story.
0: Yes. And, and does this connect to one of the, the topics you share with me falling in love with life in any way? Can we connect it to that?
2: Yeah, I think so. I, I am, uh, you know, I am enjoying my my freedom. Actually, um, I think you touched upon this last time because we were kind of holding that subject matter in terms of what it feels like to lose a parent, and does it? And I think you had asked, you know, you know, is it is there a certain level of freedom? And I was, I was a little resi, I was resident about saying that I was free because I was so attached even more so having lost both of my parents but now falling in love with life is understanding that there's nothing I cannot imagine nothing I cannot approach as a a dream a possibility separate from the fact that there was a loss in my family but there are certain things where as you move on and you become more of an elder, you find that there's no reason for you not to dream big, not no reason for you to not climb far or decide you want to make a you know, you, you make a particular decision to do something. It might be something small or big. Um, if you've had a dream about going to, you know, a, a, a residency, or if you had a dream about Um, being with a person or if you have a dream about um, becoming a cook you know all of those things kind of tie into falling in love with life because that falling in love is falling in love with possibility and there's so many different messages that are out there directed from people to people who stifle that freedom of loving life and loving life life to me is seeing into the sky
3: Hmm. that
2: is that is the, the biggest ocean above and i think when i look up whether it's cloudy or it's clear or it's full of a red strewn set of clouds that place up there tells me that life is good life is full of possibility life is worth everything And I think no matter who the person is, what age they're in, I think that that appreciation can be had. I think that sometimes elders tend to have a little bit better perspective and can say, hey, this is is what I've gone through. You're not necessarily going to go through the same things, but the pain might be the same. But remember, this is a moment where, I can tell you that life is full of love. It's full of wonderful things, and peace is possible. Even peace is possible.
0: Mm. Yes, peace and healing. If is another topic you wanted to to uh, address, and I, I, it's all there, uh, as you, I think, uh, intimated. If if you look, if if you're willing to see it, right and. I think in in our culture here in the West, in the United States, we are so distracted from that, you know, Mm -hmm. from that, that it's all around us, you know, life, uh, nature, ourselves as part of it, uh, as as a species on this planet, this amazing situation, really, you know, Mm -hmm. that this planet even exists and we live on it. We we totally overlook all of it. We, we you know we don't look at the stars. We don't we don't witness uh, day today the, the 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 leaves blowing in the wind and birds flying from one place to another and singing. It, to us, it's all trivial. It's more important to look at our phones or to run around worrying about you know if if we're keeping up with our peers and, and if we purchase enough goods to ju- to justify. Mm-hmm. Our our sense of you know success, I, it's weird mm-hmm. it, that we don't just put all that stuff away and say, "Look, it I'm wow, look what I'm in the middle of all this wondrousness."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think you and I both know that authors and artists have been contending with this for um, many, many years, and it's it's a new message for many but it's not a new message for us because we've we've gone into the interiority and the thinking of writers who have addressed this idea of the juxtaposition between the natural world and human thought and desire and the really concrete measure of the, the negative is the destruction of the environment because that is the The outcome of what you're saying Um, and part of loving life is also loving what hasn't been discovered and what what needs to be left alone I think and just observing that's that's the first piece of of scientific inquiry is to observe and observing doesn't mean touching doesn't mean manipulating so and there's a back and forth between those ideas I think because as a poet I've become more and more in tune with how I express my love for the environment but also what is my culpability in that whole scenario what am I doing and how am I going to express that honestly in the poem um so I've been, you know, it's 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 kind of wide open this time, this conversation. It is.
0: I, I'm looking at your list of topics, and I just try to, at the same time, talk with you and, and, see, and organically see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, you're good with, with that. I, I appreciate it. Um, I, I'm looking at the list right now, and I, I, I see a bit about art you're working on now, data mm-hmm. funk art in particular, uh, acrylic still lifes, and... Uh, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about those.
2: Yeah. Ventures. Um, yeah. And I, I'm, I think I mentioned last time I'm, I'm the chair of the board of directors for women's wisdom art. And then we have, I mean, you know, we get to all of us people who are, who are supposedly leading because it's always leading from behind. Yeah. Are, we get, privy to, you know, the artists that come in, and I had the opportunity to work with a wonderful artist who is originally from Cuba. And her, um, her name is Hilda Tonarelli, and she was teaching two days of still art. And I had just come off of a workshop with um, studying Dada and Dean Young's poetry. He had passed last year, and he was a, um, you know, he wrote... Quite a bit of interesting uh, writing uh, bordering on surrealism. So I kind of combined what I was doing with Hilda, Hilda's work and, and Dean Young's work, and I I'll have to send you a picture of what I've done. But I would love it.
0: Yeah. It's
2: completely off the rails because it's funk art originated in, originated in San Francisco and. I've had the honor of being blessed by some funk artists who are alive today and they do some really wild things with color. I mean, it it, it's acrylic paint and I know you're an artist yourself and it, you want to just dig your nail into the paint because it's, it's very three dimensional. They have no qualms about, they don't care about smoothing out lines and stuff. It's, It's really thick. And so, um, that process has been very interesting, um, and also going back to the environment. There's this sort of okay. How do I make this sustainable? And then I will, I will, I will make something, enjoy it for about a month, and then I'll cover the canvas again and do something else. That's hard. So, yeah, and, and you know, it, it, did you say it's hard or is it art?
0: That's hard.
2: Hard to uh, so just to um, cover
0: over for me. Sometimes, you know, uh-huh. I, I think I, maybe it's my ego. <laughs> you know, I made that. I'm not going to cover it up. You know.
2: Yeah, I. If you ever do, let me know because I'd be interested in knowing how you felt if you decide to do that. Because when I do that, I feel extremely powerful. Ooh. Because it's my own artwork that I've spent a lot of time on thought about the colors and there's been some whimsy and then I completely cover it with black with brown with dark green and then I start on something else and I I feel pretty powerful because I have pretty much covered and and not necessarily destroyed but it becomes part of that canvas it's it's there Mm-hmm. And the storytelling behind that piece is I, unmatched.
0: I love it. That is powerful. That is. I love it. Talking to Roni Bopla, British Indo-American poet and visual artist, among other things. Uh, wonderful, as usual. And um, I want to give us time to, to go into some of the other areas you were interested in uh, uh Addressing like being part of community, I like this too. Uh, you've planted some flowers and trees, yes, and maintenance of life while making progress. Grab onto any of that stuff.
2: Well, it all kind of ties together. I, I um, when I look at my day, it starts by me making my bed, and then thinking about the tree that I planted last year. I was, I was quite worried about it throughout the winter because it just looked like a stick in the ground for a while but it uh, it started it started uh, growing leaves and I'm happy about that I drew I I grew a couple of bay leaf trees in the back <clears throat> excuse me and some flowers I I have um, some beautiful flowers that are growing and it's it's not a whole lot it's not a it's not an arboretum, but it's something that I can look at. And you know, now that we we do have phones, I can take pictures. I can send them to people, and you know, maybe it'll brighten someone's day. The color itself, and and you know, I have a friend in um, Colorado, and and it sounds like they've had a late spring. So of course, you know, when you send pictures of your spring to someone else's spring, it it it's interesting it's interesting to know that someone else hasn't seen that yet in their environment but they're working on um you know some of the winter residue
0: You know, um, yes yeah mm-hmm. I, we have a guest a regular contributor uh who lives in vermont almighty todd mm-hmm. and uh oftentimes when we we talk about nature and he's a farmer homesteader and when we get into where the climate is and how things are ready to go or not ready to go there in vermont is compared to you know here in the mid-atlantic uh it, it's much different and uh, mm. it, you know, it, it's, int- it is interesting. Is that that far away really? Oftentimes. No,
2: it's not. Yeah. It's
0: just the geography, you know, oftentimes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, uh, and that's been part of my healing because, you know, it's, you know, we just had father's day and mm-hmm. it's been, you know, a full year since my dad passed and it just kind of snuck up on me and I, It helps me reflect on how I've been healing all this time about that or that loss and how I am able to sort of reevaluate my life and not and try not to focus on some of the the you know the negatives that I tend to gravitate toward when I think of memory of parents. It's just so I'm always stunned by the fact that i i tend to do that i don't know if it's because i'm a writer um because i'm so willing to excavate some of those areas you know as artists we are um
0: we we, we, yeah we like to put ourselves in those uh uh stressful (laughs) for lack of a better word situations excavating excavating as you said yeah
2: yeah and in some ways it's helpful because when you're in denial or when someone is repressing some pain that can, that can manifest in negative ways. And, mm. but in, in, as an artist, you demonstrate to others that it's okay. You know, you're, you'll be okay if you talk about this or you express it in your art. And, and, but, but then, you know, as a whole human being myself, I I don't want to live in that funk you know don't want to live in that you know sort of ditch and so planting flowers and looking at color and reflecting on how important my dad was maybe not to me but to the rest of the world that he he was in and that part of the country in England and he 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 made a difference in someone else's life perhaps not mine but that's okay you know I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we talked about that last time. For, for those who didn't hear that conversation, I, you and your father weren't that close, really. No. Uh, physically, you weren't for sure. He mm-hmm. was in uh, he was in England, and you were in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, I know people in my life that young people, you know, relatively speaking, who have terrible relationships with their dads. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to say you did, but. Uh, The point I'm trying to make is regardless of what sort of relationship you have with your dad, you can't just write it off as if that person has no effect. And your relationship with that person has no effect on you. It's your father. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: You know, even if it's something you imagine or or there's a reference in your head of of what you wish you had uh, because of messages that you get from your peers and from society... About what it's supposed to be like, you're always measuring it compared to what it is in your in your life with your your dad. Mm-hmm. So it's always you have to know how to deal with that. You know, I guess you can't, as you said yourself, you can't uh, suppress it, ignore it because it'll manifest itself.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautifully said. Thank you.
0: No, I hear you because I I deal with it too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think most mm-hmm. of us do. Uh, yeah, And I am a father of a bunch of kids and I constantly reflecting on how I am messing them up. <laughs> you know, I am. I'm sure you're not.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's i uh, am I'm, I'm glad that you're talking about that because I feel a little emotional right now thinking about how, um, how much he did mean to me all those years that he wasn't around, like how, I existed as a human being as someone's daughter and yet uh, there was no physical presence. I mean, my last name is his last name. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and on top of that, Bhopla is, is a place in India. It's Bhopal, um, a very ancient part of, of, of the country. And, um, has many different significances and so i during my process of reevaluating my life apart from from what i would say bruising is that i i connect to him as an, an as an ancestor but i also can see much more earlier to my ancestors prior to him you know having that connection with my last name to a piece of land, a place of people, and it becomes a little bit more wide open. Sort of like what the sky was. What I was talking about with the sky—it's it's very expansive. It's very open. Um,
0: wonderfully and, stated. Yes, go ahead. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I have a poem that I I found just minutes before before you called. And it touches upon this idea of nature and this reevaluation. I have no idea when I wrote this. I'm almost worried that I didn't write this, but I can recognize some parts of it because it has a mention of harmonica, and my dad played the harmonica. Mm. Um, and so I don't know. Do you want to hear it?
0: Yeah, I think in a way that might. Uh, be a good way to kind of end this conversation until the next time. Uh, Yeah, I definitely want to hear it. I always want to hear your poems.
2: Thank you. Bridge. The man with the short, unmatched gait walked across the bridge in deep fog. His arms hung loosely hands cupping the air expressionless he fought back some tears i walked across that same bridge in a fog devastated by the news of never-ending war the soldiers of the past expressionless wombs of imagination emptied life unpaved Devastated, that man, full of self-loathing, harmonica in hand, ready to banish himself, but his imagination suddenly was jostled, his lips trembled at a sound of a distant caw. I can play that sound too, one to choose for each harmonious day. Think of that man on the bridge, trembling. And the war we despise in every damn way.
0: Wow, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Ronnie. Um, that's called bridge. And uh, any any final thoughts to the listeners? Until next time, we speak
2: well i I appreciate you as my brother afar and I appreciate all of the listeners and I hope that that they continue their their artwork in whatever way it manifests, whether it's digital art or if it's it's painting or if it's writing poetry it will help um you know them become meditative and and to hang on things are going to always be rough on the sea but as long as we know that we're together i think that we will make it
0: (laughs) yes sister i agree thank you thank you you for being there i'm so glad we connected uh, a couple of years back and i look forward to nurturing this relationship more and more
2: Until next time, thank you.
0: Until next time, take care, have a good week.
2: You too, bye.
0: And now some actual findings from Harper's Magazine, its April 2022 edition. Again, these are actual findings. Even dim light before bedtime suppresses melatonin production in preschoolers. American teens who get too little sleep consume an additional 4.5 pounds of sugar per year and Zurich teens, who were allowed to sleep in during the pandemic, reported better health and well-being. The heads of juvenile pheasants cool down in preparation for a fight, then heat up again. New Caledonian crows store complex tools for later use. Mumbai's mayor mocked the penguin viewing facility of Ahmedabad. Indian researchers developed a frostbite prevention cream. Japanese researchers developed a nasal spray to treat dementia. And a team at MIT developed an mRNA vaccine pill. Engineers and molecular geneticists built a web server that can analyze non-coding RNA's raw clash data. And scientists described the cognitive repulsion mechanism that causes people to get lost in supermarkets. An analysis of three decades of Spanish punk lyrics established that, quote, madness, connotes pathology as well as loss of control and opposition to reason. And Finnish hospital admissions reflect lower mortality rates and less self-harm and alcoholism in areas with high numbers of heavy metal bands per capita. Finally, a ranking of 81 countries found the United Kingdom to be the best place to die. How do you like them apples.
4: There's only one thought that swirls around my head now And that's that everyone there on the screen Yeah, everyone there on the screen Well, they're all dead now They're all dead now And it ain't easy living above And I can't help but keep falling in love With bones and ashes bones and ashes, when the color is too bold and bright, I'm daydreaming in black and white until it passes, until it passes.
0: lead empty clear glass vase atop the piano case orange brown with sheen unrelated to Martin or Charlie or Chris Farley in a van down by the river purple haze all in my brain lately there is a slight quiver of pain in my jelly belly refrain. What is the meaning of a small slew of sentences strung together like so? Here we go. Say hello to Mrs. Patel and Nell, Bataki, Mamadou, Lamar and LaQuisha Brown, the English Crown, and Sonia Garcia Marquez.
5: My phone's on vibrate for you. Electro clashes, karaoke too. I try to dance Britney Spears. I guess I'm getting on.
0: Five hundred and twenty-one of troubadours and rockon tours. With yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. First and foremost, our good friend Roni Bopla, Harper's Magazine, and these musical artists. Wednesday, Tommy Guerrero, Sade, Death Cab for Cutie, Rufus Wainwright, Branford Marsalis, and Terrence Blanchard, too. And of course, I would like to thank you for listening. Until next time, let's give it a go and do our best with this time.